This is the Nun Report. I'm Dan Nunn. This is where we talk truth, freedom, and a little bit of weirdness on an almost daily basis. Today is Thursday, January 19th. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for doing whatever it is that you do and for being you. Hey, I do want to give a shout out. I did a little, uh, we're going to talk about a few things today, but before we do that, I'm going to jump into this. Later on, we're going to talk about the World Economic Forum. I covered that yesterday from the climate scam perspective, but not from the overall perspective. So we're going to quickly talk about that for a little while, about uh, just what they're doing at the World Economic Forum over there in Davos, Switzerland, and all the billionaires are deciding the future of the planet for us because we're too stupid to do it ourselves or too useless or whatever it is they consider us. And then we'll, we'll take a quick look at the Biden document scandal that continues to bear fruit and continues to uh, put Biden in a very bad light and continues to... Um, you know, look more and more like it might be an inside job. They, they might be, they might be tired of Biden, those Democrats. They might be saying, you know what, this, we cannot have him running again in 2024. He needs to go. And like they always do, they will begin to eat their own once they're no longer useful. <clears throat> so we might look at uh, Hunter Biden a little bit as well, because it kind of ties together. Anyway, so yesterday's show, it was a good show, you know, and, and hey, I get it. This isn't for everybody. And I get that I'm not always on. I'm hit and miss sometimes, man. I have good shows. I have bad shows. Sometimes you might tune me out after two minutes. Sometimes you might watch the whole 30 or 40 minutes. You know, I appreciate any time that you do give me because after all, it's your time, not mine. And so, but I do expect you know, when I look at uh, my social media following and on Facebook, it's kind of my primary place right now. Um, I have roughly, well, pretty close to 14,000 followers. It's not a huge number, but it's not insignificant either. I mean, it's something. 14,000, yeah. And I put my daily videos out there every day. Yesterday, I put out the video, and it was on the, the climate scam at the World Economic Forum. Good topic, had a catchy title, had a good um, professional cover and thumbnail for it. After two hours, it had one. Reaction, one, one thumbs up. After two hours, 14,000 followers. People who chose, who wanted to follow my Facebook page, who voluntarily chose to say like and follow. Out of 14,000, one reaction. So I put out a, a, a secondary post without any link to the video, without any external links to Rumble where the video is at or anything like that. And I said, hey, just, just put this out there. Not because of ego or anything, but I just want to know, you know, I have 14,000 followers. Only one person responded to a video I posted. Is that, is anybody getting my post? And I got hundreds of responses. Nope. Didn't see anything. You know, we, we try to follow you. I had to go to your page to actually find the video, yada, yada, yada. So I went and I, and I dropped a, a link to the video inside the comment thread of that post. Bam. All of a sudden, Rumble started blowing up with all the views. So Facebook is censoring. They are uh, definitely throttling if they don't like you, and especially if you link to any external content that they don't like, such as Rumble. Anything on Rumble, I would imagine, is taboo. Anything conservative is obviously taboo. So I got to ask you, if you like the show at all, if you want to keep up with what's going on, and I appreciate your support, truly, truly appreciate any support, please, please subscribe to my Rumble channel, rumble.com slash the nun report because they don't do any censorship BS there and you won't miss a single show. You won't miss anything that you don't want to. You can always turn it off, but you'll always know it's there. How about that? 
And make sure to check into my Facebook page on a regular basis to make sure that you're catching the, the regular episode or Twitter as well, if that's your thing, because I'm everywhere. I'm, uh, I don't want to say I'm om- omniscient, but <laughs> I am around. I try, to, I try to expose myself whenever I can. That didn't sound right. That would be a drag queen story hour. That's not my thing. Trust me, that's not my thing. All right, World Economic Forum. Oh boy, let's first of all talk about what uh, the useful idiots of the World Economic Forum and the attendees, the people who go to this and act like they are some of the most important people in the world. After all, they are the elite. They're the millionaires. They're the people that are smarter than everybody else. They're the people that should decide the future of the planet. They're the people that will survive while they starve everybody else and make all the Western countries go bankrupt with their insane lunatic ideas. And they are lunatics. Um, every one of them. Some of them are lunatics because they're useful idiots. They're just stupid. They don't know any better. They, they can't do any better. And they're just happy to be there like Brian Stelter. What a moron. The fact that he's even there should give everybody a clue that if Potato was invited to the World Economic Forum to head a panel and ask questions, you know that it's full of idiots. Okay? But some of the biggest idiots there have been around for a long time. These are people that are, they got one foot in the grave. I mean, they're, they're up there in, in Biden's generation. And these are the people, it, it cracks me up too. Young people go out and vote for these old white people. Biden is an old, rich white man. The very thing that liberals say they abhor. And they went out there and voted for him in droves. Apparently. I don't believe it. But here's a couple of the useful idiots that were at the World Economic Forum. And I played these videos in length yesterday. Here's a little bit of a montage I put together. This is for, uh, who are these guys anyway? I mean, well, you know, Al Gore, John Kerry, the usual suspects. Again, the guys with one foot in their grave. Check this out. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives, are able to sit in a room and come together and um, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so... (laughs) So how do we get there? Well, the lesson I've learned in the last years, and I learned it as secretary, and I've learned it since, reinforced in spades, is money, 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 money. To scale up climate finance, but we need desperately to scale down anti-climate finance of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? Angry Al, man, he could stand right next to angry Biden. They could yell at each other. God, what is it with old people, man? They get old like that and they start to get angry and yell at everybody. Get off my grass. Good Lord. But they think they're the select elite. Uh, what did Kerry say? We're, how, how, how fortunate that we are a select group that's been touched. Yes, you're blessed. You are, you are blessed by the universe to divulge your vision and your wisdom to the peasants of the earth. Give me a freaking break. Good grief. And then money, 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 money. Of course, it's always about money. He, then So John Kerry talks about money. And then Al Gore talks about money. 
And then Al Gore goes off his rocker and says that the the migrant crisis is because of climate change. Oh, really? People are leaving uh, northern South America and invading America via Mexico because of climate change? Again, cuckoo. These people are crazy, but they think you're stupid because they think that you will just believe whatever it is that they say. And they say it over and over and over again. It's, it's, hey, yeah, yeah. I tell you, it really staggers the imagination. <laughs> Check this one out. Mr. Potato Head himself, man. But hey, he's a Harvard fellow. God, what a smug son of a bitch. The clear and present danger of disinformation uh, is our conversation here this afternoon. It follows a session just now about disrupting distrust. And of course, those are connected. So I hope that's where we can start. Uh, I'm Brian Stelter, formerly of CNN, now a fellow at Harvard University. We can try to put some real information out into the world. The real information. The <laughs> I can I'll hardly you, wait. A, a brief, funny, maybe not funny story. So I, I leave CNN <laughs> with regards to 2016 and, and Trump showing that lying works. Has, has that only become more? I'm Brian Stelter, former CNN and a Harvard fellow. God, Mr. Potato Head, just go home. I can't believe that they've got him up there. He actually thinks he's important. I mean, I got to wonder what he did to get there. You know, he he was rubbing his jeans over this one for a long time when he heard he was going to be at the World Economic Forum and get to go to Davos, Switzerland, where everybody flew their private planes into the airfield that was miles away and then jumped on a a helicopter. But then they still had to drive for a couple of miles after that. What a massive carbon footprint. Yeah, but Brian Stelter, formerly of CNN, uh, anchor extraordinaire and a Harvard fellow. I'm here to talk about misinformation and disinformation. Uh, Misinformation and disinformation, according to whose definition? Who decides that? Well, we know who decides that. The FBI decides it. The, the, the deep state decides it. They partner up with corrupt corporations to control the flow of information. We're finding that, we found that out. We are, well, we already knew all along through the Twitter files, but we already knew that that was happening. We already knew Facebook was in colluding with the CDC, which some files just dropped today. I'm going to cover tomorrow. We also knew that uh, Twitter was colluding with the FBI. And we know that Facebook is doing that as well. We know that they throttle conservative voices just like they did me. And I, I did a great experiment yesterday as I led the show off with that said exactly what it is that they did. And, and it's, it's what they did. But misinformation, we got to stop that. In fact, we should make it illegal. And very soon, very soon in the United States, we will make this illegal. It's dangerous misinformation. You'll go to jail. You'll go to jail for saying the wrong thing. Well, we need the people who understand the language and the case law in the country. Because what qualifies as hate, hate speech, as illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the US, I think that um, we, we have a strong reason why we have this uh, in the criminal law. Uh, we, uh, we need the platforms uh, to simply work with, with the language and to identify such cases. Oh, what you will have here in the U.S. too. We need to identify the platforms. We need to work with Twitter and Facebook and the social media platforms to make sure that they are identifying misinformation and hate speech. And then let us know and we will put them in the gulag. (coughs) 
That's what they're talking about. That's what they want. Man, they say that a billion people need to stop eating meat or we're all going to die. They want to put diapers on cows and masks on their faces. How about this? Hey, let's just make the human race go away. But isn't that what what they want? They want massive depopulation. They would be happy if the entire world died off except for all the elite. And they they could just live in their utopia. The problem is they wouldn't have anybody's money to take. Then what would they do? They didn't have your money to take. Hmm. I wonder what they would do. So Brian Ray... Or Chris Ray, excuse me. <laughs> Brian Stelter, Chris Ray, whatever. The, the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, you know, the one who has been in charge while they've been colluding with Twitter to suppress free speech and squash the First Amendment of the Constitution of these United States. Yeah, that one. He was invited to the World Economic Forum. And what do you think he talked about? Well, he probably talked about exactly what they're doing, which is colluding with private corporations to squash the free speech of the citizens of the United States, to control the flow of information that people are allowed to receive, therefore controlling their thought and controlling elections and controlling the world. It is the World Economic Forum, after all, right? Here's what uh, Christopher Ray had to say. Check it out. I think the... Uh the sophistication of the private sector is, is improving and, and particularly important, the level of collaboration between the private sector and the government, especially the FBI, has, I think, uh, made significant strides. Pretty much every technology we could talk about today, uh, we see both great opportunity but great, great dangers uh, in the wrong. Oh, collaboration? Is that what you call censorship nowadays? At least they both start with a C. He, they're not even hiding it. He's right out there in the open saying that we are colluding with private corporations to censor the flow of information to the public. They come right out and say it. They don't even hide it anymore. They're so arrogant. They think you're so stupid that they can just come right out and say it. And so they do. And look at them. Look at Jesus, man. I'd like to punch that guy in the face. Wouldn't that be fun? Joking. Anybody's listening? Joking. Okay. That was in the vernacular. I can still dream about it. I like my shirt today. I like this shirt. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I wear it around. I get lots of com- compliments on it. Right underneath the, the FJB, it says, uh, what does it say? I guess this one, oh, this is a different one. I have another shirt that says something different. At any rate, sorry about that. Let's let's not talk about my shirts right now until I start selling them. I don't anticipate that happening anytime in the near future. Oh, man. So so the, the director of the FBI of the United States had to weigh in with the world, telling them how great it is that private sector is colluding with the FBI to censor information to the public. Well, Tony Blair, you know, he used to, do something, what was it? He used to, something in England, something you, oh, that's right, that's right. He was the prime minister. He was he was like the head honcho over there in England. Well, he's there to put in his two cents worth. And this guy, he must be stuck in some sort of time warp. Um, but here's another guy who's got one foot in the grave, man. These, these old dinosaurs just need to go away, right? 
this, this issue to do with the technology and the digital infrastructure, I just want to emphasize how important I think that is. Because in the end, you, 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 you need the data, you need to know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been. Some of the vaccines that will come on down the line will be multiple, there'll be multiple shots. So you've got to have, for, for reasons to do with the healthcare more generally, but certainly for a, a pandemic or for, um, for, for vaccines, you've got to have a proper digital infrastructure. And many countries don't have that. In fact, most countries don't have that. So again, you've got to say, okay, who are the people that can make this happen? How do you get the right partnerships? And what he's talking about is a global database of people who have been vaccinated, not just for things that are going on currently and not just for COVID, but for future pandemics that are going to come along that will require multiple shots. What in the hell is going on? Seriously. I, I've lived a pretty good life. I'm, I'm on the downhill side of life right now, sure. <clears throat> but I've done okay. And I'm not taking five or 10 or 20 shots a year to be okay. Why Why the sudden push right now for everybody in the entire world to get a vaccine and not just a vaccine, but multiple shots? They're talking about future pandemics already. They're talking about controlling what substances get put into your body. These people are truly, truly evil. Okay. They don't believe in humankind. They believe in themselves and their power, their control. Everybody else is just fodder to them. And here's the leader of the pack right here. Gentleman named Klaus Schwab. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. Well, I guess we know what they're going to do next to lock us all down and control us. A cyber attack will make COVID-19 look, look like nothing. Nothing. Sorry, my German accent's horrible. Whatever it is. Man. So they're already coming out and saying, you know, hey, you thought COVID-19 was bad. Wait until this happens. All right, it's time to get a little bit. Uh, let's remind you a little bit of the past and the fact that Donald Trump once attended the World Economic Forum. Do you think he talked about globalism? Do you think he talked about how the world can control the United States? Do you think he talked about squashing the rights of United States citizens? Do you think he went up there and promoted the sorts of things that they're doing now? No, in 2018, Donald Trump was at the World Economic Forum, he spoke and he said this. I'm here today to represent the interests of the American people and to affirm America's friendship and partnership in building a better world. I'm here to deliver a simple message. There has never been a better time to hire, 
to build, to invest, and to grow in the United States. America is open for business, and we are competitive once again. The American economy is by far the largest in the world. America is the place to do business. So come to America, where you can innovate, create, and build. I believe in America. As President of the United States, I will always put America first, just like the leaders of other countries should put their country first also. But America first does not mean America alone. He was not invited back. <clears throat> he talked about making America first, about making America great. It was a sales pitch. It was, hey, America's back. America is great again. Bring your money and bring your business here. And America was great. America was great for four years, despite every attempt, every illegal attempt, every fake attempt for them to silence him and to impeach him. It failed, and he still made America great. And if it weren't for the COVID election and the irregularities that happened and the voter ballot harvesting that happened, he would still be president. Imagine if we were six years into a Donald Trump term right now. Oh, we'd be unstoppable. America would be unstoppable. Hey, we're still unstoppable. We just got a little, just got a little speed bump. Just a little bit of a speed bump. We're going to be okay. Along the lines of the vaccine, the Pfizer CEO was also at the World Economic Forum. Uh, Rebel News tried to get an answer out of him. For quite a while, I'm going to play just a just a short uh, clip of a longer video. Super, like, can I ask you, when did you know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission? How long did you know that without saying it publicly? Thank you very much. I'm sorry. To that question. I mean, we, we now know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission, but why did you keep it secret? You said it was 100% effective, then 90%, then 80%. Than 70%. But we now know that the vaccines do not trans stop transmission. Why did you keep that secret? Have a nice day. I won't have a nice day until I know the answer. Why did you keep it a secret that your vaccine did not stop? Have a nice day. Have a nice Why do these guys always sound like villains? They sound like they're getting ready to take over the world and kill your children. You do what I say. You will like it. Or we will get you, and we will get your family too. <laughs> and they just refuse. They made tens of billions of dollars, massive transfer of wealth to the pharmaceuticals. In my opinion, Trump's biggest failure. Mike Rowe said it good. These billionaires are very, very, very wealthy people who fly private jets to this resort to basically blame the everyday guy for all of the trouble in the world. It's time for a little bit of weirdness. I, I talk truth, freedom, and a little bit of weirdness. We're going to touch on a little bit of weirdness here before we move into the next topic. And uh, this is bizarre. This is just, uh, Biden was at um, this, uh, obviously, mostly a black church. And, um, well, let's just watch the video.
the look on his face. Is he completely lost or does he think that he's being entertained? I, we know he's a racist. I mean, that's proven through his entire professional life of 40 plus years. 50 plus years, 50 plus years. Does he think he's being entertained there? Or is he just that brain dead and lost? That is bizarre. And then you have Karine Jean-Pierre. She came out and let us know that uh, Kamala Harris is now president. Check this out. This Sunday, the president will speak about the fight to secure women's fundamental right to reproductive health care in the face of these attacks. She will talk about what's at stake for millions of women across the country and, most importantly, the need for Congress to codify the protections of Roe into law. Did you see? You caught that, right? At the beginning of that, the president of the United States will talk about women's rights. And she, Kamala, codify. I thought that was burning a wound so it would stop bleeding. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're on Karine Jean Pierre, let's keep going right along with that thing because the documents. The, this is a bad thing. I mean, these these documents they tie into Ukraine, they tie into the Hunter Biden laptop, they tie into the influence peddling that was going on. All of these things, which had they been published, had they been covered seriously and legitimately by legacy media, Biden, again, would have never been president. He sat in his basement and became president. They wouldn't even cover the fact that his son was making tens of millions of dollars a year selling the Biden family name. And I think these documents have something to do with it because why are they coming up now and why is CNN suddenly starting to cover it? Karine Jean-Pierre. Be clear from this point on, are you not going to be taking questions about the classified documents? I have been no. very clear over and over again. We are going to be prudent here. Uh, we're going to be consistent this particular matter is being uh, is being looked at. Yeah, we're going to be consistent at saying absolutely nothing. She's definitely consistent at that. She's one of the best at saying absolutely nothing. She is the most, she's the worst press secretary ever. I'm on the Dan Bongino bandwagon and I'm going to say right now, she is the worst, most unqualified. She needs to resign right now. She's making a fool of herself. And the Biden team is laughing behind her back every time she marches out there and tries to lie. At least, at least Pisaki was a good liar. Right? And one more little clip from, uh, from our friend Karine Jean-Pierre, the worst secretary in the history of the world. Sorry, but on questions that you should be able to answer here that shouldn't have to go to any other agency or entity, can you tell us if there's any sort of assessment that has been planned or launched to determine if national security has been jeopardized at all? Again, that's for the Department of Why Justice. Why is it a DOJ and, and, it's, and let's be clear, it's not your decision to make on what I can or can't answer from you. Wow. Let's be clear. No. Please be clear. <laughs> they're horrible. They, they, they're not going to talk about the documents. They refuse to answer it because they know that they're, they're in deep, deep doo-doo, deep doo-doo. And I am very suspicious about the timing of it. It's interesting to me 
not just the timing of it. Now, all of a sudden, other outlets are starting to cover it. They say these documents were secure in Biden's garage. Biden himself said, well, my garage is locked along with my Corvette. In 2017, a picture came out of Hunter Biden driving the Corvette with his bimbo and, uh, and friends. So if he was driving the Corvette, then that means that Hunter Biden and his friends had access to the secure garage where the classified documents were found and the adjoining room in the house, the residence, where the documents were found. There is no visitor's logs, and that's not, that's not a big deal. There's not, let's not get caught up in that because it's not unusual for presidents to not, and, and vice presidents, government officials, to keep, not keep a visitor log at their personal residence. They, 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 they usually don't, okay? So that's not a huge deal. What is a huge deal is that these documents have been sitting around there probably since 2017 and that his crackhead son had access to him the whole time. It's been reported that within the documents that were found at UPenn Biden Center and the ones at his residence were documents regarding the Ukraine. And so then we've come full circle. Now we're all the way back to the Hunter Biden laptop that was news that broke before the election of 2020 that would have changed the outcome of the election of 2020 had it simply been covered, had the FBI not gone to Twitter and made them suppress the information, had the FBI been nonpartisan like they're supposed to be and been in a law enforcement agency instead of an intelligence agency and a partisan agency and a puppet of the Democratic Communist Party. And now even CNN is starting to cover it. And so, and this is what I was talking about. The timing is interesting, right? Why is CNN all of a sudden deciding to cover the Biden laptop two years late? Two years later, things that we already knew two years, two years ago, things that were covered two years ago on good, reputable podcasts, and even the New York Post tried to cover it. All the social media sites squashed it because the FBI told them to. And it's all true. It wasn't a conspiracy theory. The Biden family is a crime family. They're an international crime family. Biden is compromised. He is a traitor to this country. He's an asset to Ukraine and to China. Bought, sealed, and paid for. Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president, though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. One example, the Republican site, Miguel Aleman Magnani, a Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. In 2014, Aleman Magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice President Biden. In a later email, Hunter Biden reminds Alemani Magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the effing White House and the Vice President's House and the inauguration. Hunter Biden bluntly acknowledged the power of the Biden name in a memoir, writing that the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which put him on its board, considered my last name gold. I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that uh, that if my last name wasn't. 
if my last name wasn't Biden, I would be nothing. I would just be a crackhead on on Sunset Strip shooting my arm up. He sold his father's name, the Biden name, and he says it's worth gold. While at the same time, right now, today, he is trying to deny his four-year-old out-of-wedlock daughter he had with a stripper to use the Biden name, saying that it might harm her reputation. So what is it? Is the Biden name gold, or is it going to harm your reputation? These people are shysters. They're criminals. They're grifters. And they're in control of this country. It's fucking scary. Pardon my... French. The report with CNN goes on. Joe Biden's brothers have repeatedly referenced him in their private dealings. Frank Biden, a developer of for-profit charter schools, has invoked his... Again, this is all information that was in the Hunter Biden laptop that's been available for two years to the public and for three years to the FBI. The FBI had this thing for a long time and they sat on it. They did nothing. They had all this information. Oh no, it's Russia. It's a Russia disinformation campaign. This is a Russian plan. 50 intelligence officials say this is all Russia. That was all a lie. It was all a lie. Brother and trying to convince local officials to approve his projects, like in Sunrise, Florida, where he told the city in 2015 to trust his venture. Not because of Frank, but because of the honor of being the brother of a guy I think we all know and love. In 2021, at a gathering of medical professionals, he made this pledge. The bully pulpits that I have as a result of the privilege of being associated with with my brother Joey. And I'll do everything in my power to support you to get the job done, to get federal dollars to your research. Frank Biden told CNN there has been zero interaction between his brother's public office and his private business, adding, do I engage in any way in quid pro quo on any level? Absolutely not. The last name gave credibility, you know, initially. Healthcare entrepreneur Michael Frey told CNN Joe Biden's other brother, James, broke financial promises he made while referencing the Biden name. You see what's going on here? It's plain as day. Biden met with the people that Hunter was doing Joe Biden, Joe Biden met as vice president with the people that Hunter Biden was doing business with and getting compensated for while he was paying $50,000 a month to rent the Delaware home. Well, that was later because <laughs> he was still getting paid. 2014. Biden was golfing with his son Hunter and Devon Archer while they were both serving on the Burisma board. Ukraine 2015, Joe Biden attended dinner in Washington, D.C. with Hunter Biden's business partners from Russia, Ukraine, and Kazakhstan. Joe Biden hosted his son's Mexican business partners, Carlos Slim, Miguel Elman, Valeso, and Miguel Elman Magnani at his personal residence. 2016, February, Biden flew Hunter and Jeff Cooper, a family business partner, to Mexico City for a trip on Air Force Two. We're just going to take Air Force Two. By the way, they took Air Force Two to China as well and met with some of Hunter's 
business partners there. September 2016, Joe Biden attended a fundraiser for Francis Person, a business associate of Hunters and former advisor of Biden's VP office. May 2017, Joe Biden met with family business partner Tony Bobolinsky twice. And we know Bobolinsky has some information out there. The FBI, as far as we know, has still not interviewed him, which is interesting. But the list goes on. I'm going to flash this up there. I won't read through them. But you can take a screenshot. You can pause the video and you can go ahead and read through these yourselves. These are the other times that Joe Biden met directly with business associates of Hunter Biden. They were paying Hunter Biden a lot of money for access to his father. Here's the none better take of the day. The World Economic Forum is evil. It is a plot by billionaires to set the course of the world. It's a global reset. The guy, the leader of it, Klaus Schwab, wrote a book called The Global Reset. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a real thing. And they're coming out more and more in the open with it. It's crazy that they will have people like, I mean, Christopher Wray, the the head of the FBI, is at the World Economic Forum bragging basically about how successful they were at colluding with private businesses in the United States to censor information and the flow of information to the public, to the citizens of the United States. Bragging about it. Right there for the world to see. Tony Blair talking about how we need to have a global vaccine database so we can tell not just for now but for future pandemics that come up who's been vaccinated and who's been receiving boosters because actually some of these future pandemics can require multiple shots just keep giving yourself shots in the arm over and over as long as they say i mean they're they're the science it's science cdc is colluding with facebook fbi is colluding with twitter not anymore i hope I hope that, uh, I trust that Elon Musk has put a stop to that. The World Economic Forum thinks we need to stop eating meat. We need to stop flying planes without consequence. There needs to be a global tax for emissions into the atmosphere. That we need to destroy Western economies for the sake of their wet dream. Meanwhile, you've got Biden doing what he does, going around looking stupid and making a fool of himself in front of the whole world. His documents that Hunter Biden had access to, there's there's photos of him driving around in the Corvette in 2017, which means he was in the garage with his bimbos, with his druggy friends, probably jumping in the Corvette and driving around. Meanwhile, there's classified documents right there in the garage in the room adjacent to the garage. That's all good, man. Let's send the FBI tomorrow logo and, and reg, raid... Uh, Raid Melania's underwear drawer. Who raids? Who raided Jill's underwear drawer? Maybe there's documents there. They should probably check that out. They should take the same people that went into Melania's underwear drawer and make them go into Jill's face first. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there. I forgot to mention that Alec Baldwin is going to be arrested, or well, charged anyway, with involuntary manslaughter, maximum sentence of eighteen months. $5,000 fine. It's a class four felony. Anyway, 
there's a lot going on. This document thing is an inside job, I believe, that the the documents that have been released are tied in with laptop too. Why else would CNN and everybody, now all of a sudden they're starting to talk about laptop. It's old news. Two years ago, it was real. The election was rigged by by way of nothing, if nothing else, the election was rigged by way of suppression of information that would have changed the outcome of the election. And that's Hunter Biden's laptop. The FBI had it for a year before the election. They never, never did anything with it. Then they censored the story, said it was Russian disinformation. That was a lie. That was all a psyop. That was all a big campaign. Anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Check me out every day. I drop the show between two and four. Okay. Facebook is censoring it big time. They're suppressing distribution. So you got to go to my page every day and check it out if you want to. Same thing on Twitter, same thing on Truth Social. Go there, check it out. Or you can just subscribe to my channel for free. Rumble.com slash The Nun Report. It's all right there. Also do all the podcast channels. You can find me on there. Also RenegadeRadio.com. That's Renegade with an A in the middle. Spelled a little bit differently. All the socials at The Nun Report except TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. One stop, one shop. It's all right there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. Cheers.